Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. Uh, We're just two friends laughing and reading through the Bible chronologically. Well, taking the Bible seriously, but laughing at ourselves and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we have links for that in our show notes and also on our website. Also, if you're on Facebook, come and join our community. Just look for Daily Bible Podcast. And this is the joy, Michelle, of reading the Bible together. You know, in between recording, we're laughing and talking and enjoying each other and As I'm reading, I'm getting so much, and then you bring out stuff that I didn't see, and then our Mm -hmm. friends on the Facebook page bring out stuff that I didn't see, and we can enjoy each other and enjoy relationship and learn from each other. And that's just the amazing thing about reading through the Bible in a community. It really is. It so is. Well, today we are reading Proverbs 30 and 31. So we're kind of finishing Mm. out the book of Proverbs today, but 30 and 31. And I'll just say, we have a couple sentences that are going to sum up 30 because Michelle and I had a lot to say about the Proverbs 31. (laughs) 31. (laughs) So like, I'm like, I'm just going to throw something down for 30 because we really want to get to 31. So Mm -hmm. although it's important, like it's in Proverbs 30 is important. Yes. But uh, we have a lot to say. So in Proverbs 30, Mm -hmm. Agar, the son of Jekah, humbly seeks wisdom from God, and he acknowledges the greatness of the Almighty and asks for honesty and contentment. So one of the uh, Proverbs that stood out to me was was Proverbs 30, verse 5. It says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. I just love that image of that shield. Um, Agar warns against the dangers of greed and the folly of pride. He advocates for simplicity, gratitude, and humility as a path to a fulfilled life. And Agar's plea echoes through time, reminding us to embrace a life that values what truly matters. Um, true wisdom lies not in material possessions or worldly pursuits, but in a heart that seeks after God and finds joy in the simplicity of daily blessings. Now, we don't know who Agar is, but I love that in God's word, there are other wise people and they're collecting these proverbs and they're putting them together. And so, um, you know, just, just know that every word of God proves true. That's something that we could take from Proverbs 30. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that verse. Every word of God proves true. That's something Mm -hmm. that we need to like tattoo on our foreheads or on our eyeballs or something so that we remember that every word of God proves true. So Mm -hmm. his promises, they are truth. They, they will come true. They will be there. Like he, he is love. He is truth. He is, he, there's so many characteristics of who God is. And we just remember, need to remember that every word he wrote is true. Okay, so Proverbs 31. Let's get moving. Um, The first nine verses of Proverbs 31 were written by King Lemuel. And the name Lemuel means belonging to God. So Lemuel, so first nine verses are written by Lemuel, who is belonging to God. But here's the thing is there was no king of Israel or Judah with this name Mm -hmm. um, or 
even a foreign king. And so there is thought that maybe this is a pen name for an author. And several other commentators and Jewish legends often say Lemuel, the one belonging to God, was actually Solomon himself and with the help of his mother, Bathsheba. Okay, so these are the words King Lemuel's mom taught him. Stay away from women and wine. Essentially, King Lemuel's mother says that both can lead you down a bad path in life. So be wise and be watchful of these two things. Basically, be wise and be watchful. So women and wine, wise and watchful. I was like, oh, I think like every, like, every you know, mom great needs pastors to always do always do yeah. like certain like letters of the alphabet. So this is be wise, be watchful, stay away from women and wine. So yes. next we have that famous passage of what some people consider the perfect woman. Oh, wait, no, that's not what the Proverbs 31 wife is. She isn't the perfect woman because there is mm-hmm. no perfect woman. Right. But I think that this passage gets a bad rap so much to- so much of the time because we think that this woman has to have all of these characteristics in this passage all at once when it actually is something that could spread throughout her lifetime. And yeah. this is not about being perfect. It's not about keeping a checklist because I think then if we're keeping a checklist, then all of a sudden the heart before God changes and it's not exactly where it needs right. to be. It's more about the checklist than it is about God. And I've also heard it explained that, well, oh, you just try, you just try and you do what you can. But that's that's not Proverbs 31 either. As we unveil Proverbs 31, we see that there is beauty and strength in mm-hmm. this woman in Proverbs 31. And the first 22 verses or the 22 verses of Proverbs 31, you'll notice that each begin with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So if we were reading this in Hebrew, we would see that it would be part of the Hebrew alphabet, like each one would start. And this acrostic construction was used in several other Psalms, like in Psalm 9 and 10. And the purpose was to make the passage memorable, easier easier to memorize and to express poetic skill. And so it was it was really written in a way to help the Israelites understand and memorize and take it to heart what this excellent wife was supposed to be like. And and then just as I was doving into Proverbs 31 this time, I was reading it through different eyes because of course I have in the past read it from a single standpoint, and now I'm reading it um, from a a woman who is now married from a wife standpoint. And, And so I read it differently. And as I was reading it, this woman is someone who is not a sluggard. She is not lazy. She is at work in the home and in town. And the thing that really pointed out to me this time that really caught my eye was her husband trusts her to run Mm. their affairs. Mm -hmm. So whether it's in the home or in the community, 
She is trustworthy and her husband trusts her. She considers her family. She takes care of them. She has food and linens and clothes for them. She also looks for others to serve by helping the needy. So again, she's trustworthy in the home and also outside the home. She is smart with her money and she knows how to cut a deal. She can inspect a field and then her earnings with her earnings, she can plant a vineyard. So she's thinking ahead. She wants to be a steward of God. She is a steward of God and she gives her all to God and she gives her all like the second in line of her all is her husband. Mm -hmm. And we close this chapter um, of this book with this gem of the verse, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord is greatly praised. And and again, that's going to, it's that pinnacle of fearing God, of loving God, of honoring God, of putting him first and all these other things of who this woman is, is going to fall into place. It just is because she is a woman who has a heart for God. Everything else will fall into place. I love that. And I, I love that um, I read in commentaries too, that they think it might be Bathsheba giving advice to Solomon. Mm -hmm. And so let's think about this because we know the story now because we've been reading about it. Um, and also it, it means, you know, chosen by God or something like that, which Solomon was chosen by God. So maybe it was like a, a pet name for him or something, but think of all of Solomon's wives. Um, and, they, I'm sure they were not out there working. I'm sure they were not buying fills. So his mom might be like, okay, listen, this is what really you need to be doing. Uh, I don't know if she told him before he was married or after, as he's continuing to add wives, like this is not working out. So even though this is written in a different time and culture, we can see that these personal applications transcend time. Um, mm. We read that this woman's husband can fully trust her, like you said, with loyalty and devotion. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her lives. Like, did Solomon's wives bring him good, not harm? No, they led him down the wrong path. Um, so in our relationships, we as women can be so trustworthy. True. Yeah. And we can support those and uplift those and point them to God, which Solomon's wives were like down the wrong path. Um, she engages in productive work, tending to her responsibilities with diligence. And let's contrast this with something we just recently read in Amos 4, where they were talking about the rich women of Israel. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan on Mount Samaria, you women who oppress the poor and crush the needy, and say to your husbands, bring us some drinks. So you can see that uh, the women in Israel's time that Amos was talking to, they were just lounging around. They were eating and drinking and calling to their husbands. That is completely opposite of this woman who is productive and she cares for her family and she's taking care of her responsibilities. She's not just lounging around and drinking. So I think it's a good example of, it's not like, okay, you need to, to be a power of 31 women, you have to work and then work, you know, work outside of the home, work inside of the home, do all these things. It's not like a, like you said before, it's not a list of things, but in general, what type of person are you? Are you productive and caring for others or are you lazing around? And, you know, now it'd be like watching Netflix all day and, uh, you know, drinking your wine cooler. I don't know, whatever, whatever it would be. It would, it's opposite of the diligent person. Mm -hmm. um, so we can approach our tasks with enthusiasm and commitment. And so I don't think it's specifically for those specific tasks. Like we've heard so many times in 
books or sermons, but instead just being diligent and committed to whatever God calls us to do. They could not have imagined back then, Michelle, that we'd be talking we are in two different states recording a podcast and the listeners all over the world are listening. It's so fun to get our reports like in Singapore, people are in, in all these in Nepal and in Australia, all these people are listening as we're reading the Bible together. They could not have comprehended that. So we're not out there tending the field. At least I'm not out there tending the field, but God's called us to something different. And if we're being diligent and doing the work, I think that's what this is talking about. Yeah, so true. Well, we need to take a break, but we're going to continue this conversation of Proverbs 31 with the word of the day coming up right after we hear from our sponsor. So stay tuned. Okay, the word of the day is beauty, which is a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. So um, physical appearance is not necessarily dismissed. It simply does not endure as do those qualities that the fear of the Lord produces. And so this is coming from a scholar who spent some time on Proverbs 31. He says, one who pursues beauty may be very well uh, disappointed by the character of a beautiful person. And we know we've mm-hmm. learned that through our lives. Like we can see someone who's very beautiful, but maybe the heart doesn't, doesn't look like that. And so I'm, I'm thinking as I'm, as I'm um, talking about the beauty, I'm thinking of that verse, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But the mm-hmm. word, the but the woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. So be thinking about that as we're talking about beauty, because the fact that that she truly fears the Lord in this verse shows that she has a real relationship with Him. She is not just only a Martha busy with service; she is also a Mary. She is walking in fear and reverence toward the Lord. So yes, she is a busy woman. Um, but there is this beauty that comes out of, of this woman who is serving God and doing both of those things. She is, she's someone who's serving God, serving her family, serving people outside of her home. And she is also walking in, um, this fear and reverence. And there is this beauty that, that comes out of that. So, Also, one of the commentaries that I looked at said, coming at the end of the poem and of the book, this pinpoints. So the fact that we use this verse, charm is deceitful, beauty does not last. The fact that there is some reason why this verse comes at the end, it pinpoints the organizing factor in this brilliant woman's universe. Mm. It is her fear of Yahweh that enables her to see that real greatness will come to her not through self-centered aggressiveness and not through merely external beauty, but through devotion and wholehearted commitment to God's creational intention for mm-hmm. her. And and as I was just thinking about this, and as I've studied in the past, this verse and other verses, there is just a real distinct beauty in a woman who truly fears the Lord. I've met many mm-hmm. elderly women that exude 
and shine. And they may not be beautiful to the sight, but there is something about them that's totally different in their countenance. And actually they do shine. I'm just thinking about your grandma, Trisha. Mm -hmm. She shines. There's something that makes you want to be near them and to learn from them, to sit at their feet and say, tell me more, like, give me some of your wisdom. It's almost like you go to them for Proverbs. Give me some of of your wisdom. Now, I know that we have a few men who listen, but my charge today is for the ladies. We need to be women and wives of beauty and excellence. And and I guess I guess the charge then for the men who are listening is think about how you can help your wife become a better woman for God. How how can she be an excellent wife? How can she be better for God? Yeah, and I love that it's coming from the inside. That beauty is from her heart. And you're right. There's so many older women that, you know, physically, I mean, when you get older, there's wrinkles and there's extra pounds, and all, but they just glow with God. And it makes me think of back in Proverbs 31, it says, first, help me never to tell a lie. Second, mm. give me neither pro- poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. And so, that is as as we are living our lives with just enough to satisfy our needs. We're not laying laying around and drinking and you know ha- living in indulgence. But this woman, her beauty came from doing and caring and giving. She didn't lie and pretend to be something she's not. And in a world of social media, we do this a lot. I've been guilty of it, like cleaning up one little area of my kitchen to take a photo when the rest of the room is a mess. Um, I'm getting convicted of that now because it's living a lie. You're trying to act like something you're not. Instead, we need to be diligent in seeking the Lord. And so mm-hmm. I love how you're saying this, this beautiful woman, rising early, caring for others, facing challenges um, head on, being clothed with strength and dignity. So many things that we can apply from Proverbs 31 and that vibrant relationship with God is where it all comes from. Mm -hmm. Seeking his wisdom, relying on his strength, just doing the things he calls us to do, whatever it may be, living lives of grace and truth. and, And that's where beauty lies. And so, um, Michelle, my beautiful friend, <laughs> would you would you like to pray for us as we just think about um, just beauty? Mm. Oh, Father, we just come before you today, and we thank you for this passage that we studied today um, in Proverbs, um, in both chapters, in thirty mm-hmm. and thirty one. But Father, as we really sat in thirty one, I just think of. My friends who are listening, the women who are listening, and I pray, Father, that we can just sit and ponder today what it means to be uh, a beautiful woman of you. Like, what what does it mean in our relationships with our with our husbands, with our friends, with our nieces and nephews, with our children, with uh, those who are are older than us, those who are younger than us? Like, God, just help us understand what that beauty looks like, and and in that. Humble our hearts before you, Mm -hmm. that we can truly fear you and do what you are calling us to do. Father, may we hear you. May we sit at your feet and just bask in your glory. May we take that time today. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your beauty and how you exude those characteristics and you give us an example of what and how to live. Thank you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get into the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes. You can even find it in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. Okay, so tomorrow we are reading Psalm 42, 43, 44, 45, and 46. So that's Psalm 42 through 46. And I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You wouldn't be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and you're going to find other great podcasts that are going to strengthen you in your walk with God today. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.